Yeah, Moonla. You're listening to Karakiraman EV, Karakiraman, the English version. This podcast talks about the representation of the Caribbean in cinema and television. You can check out my website, karakiraman.com, for more info. I'm your host, Patra M, and this is episode 4, part 2. I hope you guys had a fabulous week. Today we're talking about the film Barricade. It's a full-length movie from Haiti. It was written and directed by Richard Senecal. You can stream it on filmit.com or Amazon Prime. If you still haven't watched it yet, here's the plot. Qui ça qui arrive? La yon tibon qui sorti en dehors. Rencontrer yon jeune garçon qui sorti dans yon famille classe moyenne Port-au-Prince qui gagne témoigne. Yon nan moussi prise qui dérangeait tout nan yon société qui traditionnelle en pile. So, it's not every day that I come across a plot written directly in Creole, so I thought why not keep it. Here's the English translation. What happens when a maid from the Haitian poor countryside meets a boy from a wealthy Port-au-Prince middle-class family, unexpected and disturbing love in a highly conventional society. This film is a quote-unquote radiography of the subtle castes chewing away Haitian society. To be a bit more precise, you need to know that the maid is called Odini and the boy is called Thierry. Thierry's family is the ideal family. The father is an intellectual who wants to join the politics. The mother is a stay-at-home is a stay-at-home mom, I think. Uh, I don't think she works. She runs the house like a queen. She's strict with the maids. She spoils her kids, and she wants to control everything, even her kids' lives. So there's the daughter, Sajin, who is an ordinary teenage girl. She likes going out with her friends. She likes flirting with boys. She wants to fall in love. And she's very well aware of her social status. On the other hand, Thierry, her brother, is more reserved. He's like a big care bear who knows that there's evil in the world, but he thinks love is enough to conquer everything. So I'm not about to do a review. There are already great reviews about this classic. You can listen to the Barricade episode of the Formant Film podcast. What I want to talk about today is how this film got me thinking about how language can bring unity but also it can also divide us Caribbean people. And I'm going to take myself as an example. Can I define myself as Guadalupean if I don't speak Creole? And which kind of Creole is being promoted today? It's time for some Caribbean connection.
The Caribbean Connection segment is to discuss how a movie makes me reflect on my identity as a black woman, as an Afro-Caribbean woman, and where I stand in this world. So here's a little bit of background. Barricade was the second Haitian movie that I watched. My first film from Haiti was Cafu by Bruno Mural, which is also available on Amazon Prime. And I got the chance to watch it at the European Independent Film Festival of 2018. And there was a Q&A at the end of the screening. Bruno Mural was there. So I got to ask him if the script was written all in Creole. And I know what you're thinking right now. If 90%, maybe 95% of the lines are in Creole in the film, then it must be because they were originally written in Creole in the script. You gotta keep in mind, my question was based on the fact that in my 30 plus years of existence on this earth, I had never watched a movie where Creole was the main language. So I understand that it's totally ordinary for Haitian people, but I mean to to screen a movie all in Creole, but as someone from Guadeloupe, this was out of the ordinary for me. The few films made in Guadeloupe and Martinique are mostly in French because they're created and marketed to cater to the national audience. Nine times out of ten, Creole is used as a comic effect and it's not considered as a real language. And really, watching Cafu was an eye-opener for me about my own limited views on Creole. Until that day, I could count on one hand of a film that would make Creole an ordinary way of communication. It would legitimize Creole as an ordinary way, ordinary way of communication. There are, of course, Sugarcane Alley, La Rue Casnegre, and Simeon by Eusanne Palsy. And there's also Neg Marron by Jean-Claude Barney. And for me, that's it. So, Cafu got me realize that this dilemma filmmakers from Guadeloupe and Martinique have to deal with, you know, to film in Creole or not to film in Creole, and they usually go for the not, not to film in Creole option. For filmmakers from Haiti, I didn't feel like this was that much of an issue. So when I decided to watch Barricade, I had all these questions in mind about the importance of shooting a Caribbean film in Creole. And Barricade does show the power struggle behind the language we use in the Caribbean. The father, the intellectual, speaks French throughout the film. French is presented as the language to maintain a distance between people, to maintain those barricades. It's the language spoken between parents and kids. It's the language the father uses to talk to the maids, although he's aware that the maids are more comfortable with Creole. So French is like 
the language to affirm one's authority. Yet the father isn't completely disconnected from the Haitian reality and folklore, as is able to say an old Caribbean saying about the reason why it starts raining suddenly. At the end of the day, because of the father being clearly narrow-minded and full of himself, the superiority of French over Creole is clearly all superficial. So the movie shows us this idea that some people have. French is for the elite and Creole is for the lower classes. So is the father less Haitian because he doesn't speak Creole? Does the fact that he doesn't speak Creole mean that he truly feels superior and has no respect at all for Creole? I had to sit down and think about my own situation. I don't speak Creole. I understand it. I can sing in Creole. In my mind, I'm totally fluent, but I cannot speak Creole in public. And there are many people in my case. I was born and raised in Guadeloupe, and yet I never got around to speak Creole, to learn how to speak Creole, because I lived a few years in France, and when I came back, people, including my family, made fun of me whenever I tried to speak in Creole. It's something I can verbalize today. I can say, yes, I let their comments got the best of my motivation to learn how to speak Creole, but back then I just thought I was unworthy of speaking Creole. I thought Creole was for the strong and I was weak, therefore Creole wasn't for me. And now I guess you're wondering why I didn't learn Creole in an organic way with my parents. Well, they're from the generation who grew up in the 70s and in the, and in the 80s. At that time, kids were still hit in school if they spoke Creole. Just in general, education has always been the most sensitive issue in the power struggle with the government. When enslaved people and their kids got access to the French school system at the end of the 19th century, it was to make them loyal citizens. For the government, it meant that these people, my ancestors, and had to give up their culture. And Creole was part of that culture. And I know the origins of Creole are much more complex than just saying it was the language spoken by enslaved people, because it was not. I know, but it's not my focus here. What I'm saying here is that for generations, Creole was looked down upon. Throughout the 20th century, families, school, just any institution forbade kids to speak Creole. And the reasoning behind it was that if kids spoke Creole, then they wouldn't be able to speak French. 
Yeah, I know. So my parents' generation grew up in an environment that rejected Creole. Hopefully, Creole also had its defenders, such as Gérard Lauriette, a.k.a. Papa Yaya. He was a teacher and an activist who created his own school in the 50s. His education philosophy was simple. We live in Guadeloupe. If we want kids to have a good understanding of math, history, and any other school subject, we should use elements of their own reality to help them learn. For instance, instead of writing a math problem about apples or about the distance between Paris and Marseille, why not write a math problem about Gnep? By the way, I love Gnep. Or the distance between Le Moule and Bastère. My point is activist fought in Creole and for Creole throughout the 20th century. And it's something that I'm fully aware of. My family never disrespected Creole. I wasn't raised to hate Creole. My family just didn't see Creole as something important to actively pass on to me. We communicated well in French and the kid that I was back then didn't push through to learn how to speak Creole. I was lucky enough to come across teachers who were independent activists in their younger years. They helped shaping up my respect for Creole as a real language and for its historical importance. And my generation is the first generation who really started benefiting of these fights. I graduated from high school the year the Ministry of Education officialized the academic course to become a Creole teacher, which means that those who were born in the early 2000s had the opportunity to learn Creole in school, just like they were learning English and or Spanish. So, to answer my initial question about the father, is he less Haitian than the other characters because he doesn't speak Creole? From my perspective, I think he chooses to define his Haitian identity in other ways than just the language. Even without speaking it, he knows the folklore around it and that's the only way in the film he can actually connect to the rest of the, sh of the social groups. Creole in that way is what creates the, the unity between people of different backgrounds. With that said, Barricade also shows that Creole as a language can divide. From the moment Creole entered the academic world, its grammar got standardized. Creole has its rules and some people reject this idea. They see Creole as a free language, as a language that can't be written. I think it's the same debate I see floating around about Jamaican Patois. And Barricade shows us how Creole is a multi-dimensional language. And this is what we'll talk about in the next Caribbean Connection. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe. 
You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Karukiramo. Don't hesitate to share your thoughts about the episode. You can also check out my website, karukiramo.com, where you can find all the info about the episode. See you next week. Ciao, Bered.